the Homeworkies podcast. We are really excited to be here today talking about three more Christmas movies. This is a very random assortment of this weekend's Christmas movies, but that's how it worked out. And I'm looking forward to talking about it with two of my favorite ladies. We have the women from All the Feels podcast are here. Mel and Dory, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thanks for having yeah, us. Thanks. Thanks. Yes. <laughs> Here we are. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Yeah, all of Merry you. Christmas. Wow. Yeah. It, really, it really came up on us, didn't it? Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. I feel like I've been in Christmas mode I since, really, since the end of August uh, is, for, is when I started. Because you started, have been. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is when we started planning and, and, uh, thinking about who we wanted to have on as guests and and what interviews we wanted to do and do it and getting ready for the preview shows it's i'm i'm we're almost done and i'm so excited yeah i know <laughs> let's dive into these three movies hopefully they are, won't fall into that worst camp mm-hmm. um, <laughs> uh, all right Ooh. our first our first one is the christmas comes twice this is on Hallmark, uh, Hallmark Channel, I believe, not Hallmark Movies Mysteries. Yeah, Hallmark um, Channel. And Tamara Mowry Housley and Shirley Ralph and Michael Xavier, directed by Michael M. Scott. And it's Cheryl is an astrophysicist who reviews grant applications for the NSF, but has regrets about the guy who got away five years earlier. When the Christmas carnival comes to town, a ride around the carousel takes her magically back in time, giving her a second chance at love before she returns uh, to Christmas present. And I have to say, before we dive into this... yeah. <laughs> None of the time travel makes sense of this movie, no. but the way that I chose to look at it, do either of you watch Doctor Who at all? You watch I've mm-hmm. seen it, yeah. I've seen it. I think the, the carousel is the TARDIS. Okay. Because <laughs> it's like the phone booth in Bill and Ted's. <laughs> yeah. Because in the in, in Doctor Who, they almost never take account for the fact that he's zipping all over time and changing the space-time continuum there's a couple right. episodes there's no but butterfly for the most part, or whatever yeah exactly for the most part they can just like go back to visit charles dickens and then go ahead to the future they can go all around it doesn't matter and uh, and that's fine <laughs> and so that's how i think you kind of have to look at this movie yeah. because it doesn't make any sense. What has she been doing for five years? He's been waiting for her for five years. Yeah, no. What? She's just been scarf. gone. Yeah, that part killed me. I was like, he's just been holding her scarf. Yeah, for his five head didn't years. explode when she like disappeared. He wasn't like, oh my gosh, <laughs> my, yeah. my life is shattered because I don't understand the universe anymore. I don't know. It's like. <laughs> And yeah, the I mean, whole that... time she was talking about how she was like a time traveler and he was just like, yeah, okay. Yeah. That's like, what let's, I'm saying. Still, let's still, you know, go on dates and be in love. What? Yeah. They, they must know the doctor. And he, they must. <laughs> and be like, okay. Well, I mean, that's uh, just like, you probably saw that the timeless Christmas, right? That one where. Yeah. And that, th- how quickly she accepts that he is in fact time traveled. She's just like, you're right. You must be from the past. It kind of was like, I mean, I know he's like half joking when he's in Christmas comes twice, but it still has that kind of feeling where he's like, yeah, yep, I accept all of this as fact <laughs> and not like a mental situation. I don't know. Yeah. But with, with that all said, uh, Mel, what, what are, oh, are your overall start? thoughts about this movie? Now, see, I so of the three, see, I'm going to show my my cards <laughs> way up here early because uh-huh. of the three, this is the one I enjoyed the least. Um, oh, interesting. but I but I didn't not like it. Like I didn't think it was particularly bad. Like I wouldn't put it like bottom of the list. It's just uh-huh. um, because it was taking a big swing, and you know, I like it was it was nice to see something different. It was nice that there wasn't just like another snowball fight and snowball making contest and snowman and cookies and it was you know different you know so i like that um and i liked the romance i guess like i'm still not like completely by the end of it i'm like i'm still not 
convinced that you actually love each other and that you're not just like infatuated for this moment, but then are going to get a real messy divorce because ultimately you just like really love to argue. Like that's just your big thing. Like to belittle each other. Um, but the thing about this movie that I could not get over, and I it was like the one text I sent Dory, was so she goes, so she has a beloved science teacher mm-hmm. who shaped her, who molded her, Cheryl Lee Ralph, who we love. I mean, I love her. Yeah. And we find out in the future, we know in the future that she has died. She has passed yeah. from a heart condition of some sort. Right. And so... She goes back in time on the, the the fancy carousel and, you know, she's having the, her moment of, could this possibly be happening? Could I have just, she's like, you know, confused, rightfully so. She sees the science teacher doesn't, I mean, she does pass out, but she doesn't like, whatever, I would lose my mind. Yeah. And then the whole movie has many interactions with her and never says, hey, you should go get your heart checked. You know, she tells the man fixing to fix his gutters because it's going to be a wet spring, but she does not tell her to get her heart. That's true. Like, I can understand not saying like, hey, you're going to be dead in five years because that's a lot to put on someone. Right. But maybe just like a little heads up. Go see see the doctor. Things could be, I have a feeling, you know? Yeah. I, I could not. I could not get over it. I just, every conversation I was like, she's going to say it this time. She's going to say it yeah. this time. But instead she's like, but my love life, I don't know. It, it, and. Yeah. yeah. And, I can see what you mean. Yeah. yeah. And my other big problem was the end of the movie. It's okay if I spoil it. It is right. It's like. Yeah, no, we're doing a recap. So we're good. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So she, I mean, ultimately, as you could guess, what she comes to find out is that everything in the future is as it, as it should be, you know, it all happened as it should have. And the only thing different is that maybe she should love this guy and give him a chance. But Mm -hmm. she also, so she, her whole thing is she wants to be, she's, she regrets that she took this like kind of corporate type job and she wishes she could do more science astronomy work. And so her big thing is she's going to turn down the job. Like that's the big decision she's going to make differently. And the guy kind of like the guy who's going to hire her says, well, it's too bad because you're the only one in this entire world that can approve the grants to get these, these projects that only you are going to care about funded. And so she ends up like still taking the job that has made her miserable. It's like, why is that on her? I don't know. It made me mad for her. I'm like, oh, so she has to have a miserable life because she's the only one that can like make sure solar energy happens. I don't know. Like, (laughs) I don't know. Dory, what did you overall, what did you think about it? I liked this. Yeah. And I liked it way more than I thought I would based on the synopsis and the previews. Um, I thought that they had really good chemistry. I liked their banter. I thought they were funny. I liked seeing a woman in STEM as the lead. Um, I mean, I agree that the time travel stuff was a complete joke. Like, especially, it was also really anticlimactic to, like, see the time travel because, at least in A Timeless Christmas, like, it looked interesting like the music got ominous and like a clock struck and you know what i'm saying like it felt Mm -hmm. like oh something big just happened and this at the end she was just going around Mm -hmm. like it was nothing she took half you know she went around half a circle and next thing you knew she was back in the future and had just screamed out that she loved him. I was like, it just, and it happened so fast. She got on that carousel. She didn't even wait for him <laughs> to like get to where she was. Yeah. Like all the time travel stuff was stupid, but I still liked it. Like I was entertained. I thought it was funny. I thought the writing was good. Um, I could have used more Shirley Ralph for sure. Um, And I mean, I kind of had a different perspective about the awful job thing. Like, I think that her overall, what she learned overall was that, you know, you life will put you where you're supposed to be. 
and you know messing with it and changing with it only you know hurts you and messes things up so i thought she was going back to do that job for a finite period of time yeah with, with a new perspective knowing that she would be done with it in five years like she had kind of seen she'd seen what was going to happen there. So she was like, okay, I will do this for five years. I will, you know, have a new outlook on it. I will fund these projects. I really like, and then I'll get to do stuff for me. Like that was kind of my thought. Um, It is very disturbing that she didn't warn her beloved professor that she was going to die. That seemed harsh and she should have said something um but i liked this one way more than i thought i would honestly yeah i was not a big fan of uh tamara tamara's last film in 2019 that movie was really dull to me and so this was a big step up for me as far as that goes and it was my favorite of the three actually uh and uh and once i just decided to get on that tardis bandwagon it kind of helped me <laughs> kind of get over all of that and just go with it and uh i i did even though i, I agree she should have told her teacher uh i did i feel sort of the emotion that i needed to feel when she was with her that the how you would feel if you got another conversation if you got another moment with that person that was gone and i i, th- I think a, a, an, an interesting uh, version of that there was a version of christmas carol that uh lifetime did a couple of years ago with tony braxton um yeah and uh and i i think that the thing that they did which was really interesting is instead of money making her become the scrooge it's called every day is christmas and instead of money making her bitter like in the story uh her parents both died in a horrible car accident and that she just shut down emotionally she was just that's it and so she just focused on work because that was something she could control and so the ghosts that come back are her mother and then the last one is also her father and every time she would see her mother she would just just she just couldn't deal with it and and literally she would have just left and then she comes back and if you think about that that would be the case if i saw my grandma who i miss so much and more my grandfather it wouldn't matter if they just left literally 10 minutes ago. Then I see them. I'd be like, Oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'd be so emotional. Right. Yeah. And cause I miss them so much. And, and so, or even in a uh, sugar and spice holiday. And if you've gotten to see that yet, but the, whenever she would have the flashbacks with her grandma I know. and you just feel that, Oh, that emotion and you miss them so much. And so I, I, I felt that captured that emotion every time she would get to talk to uh, Miss Nelson and, and just uh, get one more chance, you know, that, that you would have. And so that was nice. And Shirley Ruff was so great in that. And I, I thought it was interesting that they created this sort of competition of, of teaching the kids and the science club and stuff. Cause I was expecting her to be like, Oh, at the end, I'm going to be a teacher, mm-hmm. but then, and, and when she has the, the interview that she tries to fail, it kind of reminded me of an office space, which is one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. When, when he just totally goes to the bobs and he's just like terrible, the worst interview you could imagine. And they're like, tell us more. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know she was funny. She was like, how do you feel about me taking naps during work? And he was yeah. just like, I'd say you have a great sense of humor. Like she tried, she really yeah. tried and she negotiated she herself, it. like yeah, into like a better salary, a better situation. <laughs> yeah, because he's he's like, there's some days when I I don't get any work done at all, <laughs> and the bobs are like, if we put together a severance package, would that motivate you? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's one of my favorites. Anyway. And that made me laugh. 
and uh, the she goes on the date with Terrence, mm-hmm. uh, and it turns out that's Brendan Zub, who's so fun. In uh, he was a great interview, and uh, and I thought he did a good job playing this like totally clueless guy. Oh my yeah, gosh, terrible. like terrible, it was funny, terrible. Yeah. <laughs> And he, all he cares about is becoming mayor. And the fact that in the future he does become mayor is kind of interesting. It's not like he gets his comeuppance. I know. No. Well, I, I liked it because I didn't have to feel bad for him. I was like, you know right. what? <laughs> He's going to be fine. Gets, right. But that's true to life is people that are really motivated usually end up getting it, even if they're not like the best people, especially in politics. Um, but yeah so let's see what else did i like <laughs> in the movie there was i thought the thing with her sister was kind of interesting what do you think of that because she sees that it failed the restaurant so she's trying to teach her to not go into the restaurant but by the end she's like you do you, you know you live your dreams yeah i, I, I mean I like, go on mel i was just say i like how the sister stood tall didn't wasn't manipulated or whatever wasn't mm-hmm. convinced She's just like, now that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> you know, it's just interesting because it's, it's, I don't know. I can't, I have a hard time thinking of any other time when you say, go do your dreams, go fail. Woo. You know, I don't know. It's just sort of a weird dynamic. Yeah. I mean, I thought it was just kind of a message about like, you really can't, like people are going to do what they're going to do and really cannot change their minds. And even, and then if you do change their mind and you know, they don't learn a lesson, they don't learn the lesson they were going to from doing what they wanted to do. It's like, how do you both live with that? Like what if her sister resented her? Like what if she spent the rest of her life wondering what if like, and blaming her family for kind of standing in her way. It's like all of that is really, really complicated. You know, like you're weaponizing your like impact on people and your your ideas about what they should be doing can be a really dangerous game because then yeah, what if maybe, miserable? it's true and maybe she needs that failure to meet somebody totally. or do something or we don't know mm-hmm. what but uh, god is winking man yeah that's right <laughs> god is winking. that's right um so i i would give this one 3.5 crowns uh out of five i enjoyed it i liked it it's right in the middle for me for this year but i certainly liked it way better than her last one so it's definitely an improvement and i like thinking outside the box so that's good (laughs) and i like michael xavier he was very dreamy i thought in the movie i have such a crush on him now he's so Mm. cute and he was so Mm -hmm. funny i loved him we want more of him hallmark Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yep uh, what about you, Mel? What would you give Me? it a five? Uh, well, I would probably go three point five too because I mean, as even though I said I liked it the least out of the three, I still liked it, and I thought the leads were very charming. That Tamara is really charming, um, mm-hmm. and I just was really happy to see something different. You yeah, know? yeah. Uh, and Dory, what about you? I would also give it point five stars. All I like right. It. Mm-hmm. Okay, so then we have Dashing in December, and this is on the Paramount channel. That's where most of us it. It's got Peter Porte, Juan Pablo de Passe, and Andy Bedell in it. And when Wyatt Burwall finally returns home for the holidays in an effort to convince his mother, Deb, to sell the family's Colorado ranch, a romance unexpectedly unites between Wyatt and their dashing new ranch hand, Heath Ramos, who dreams of saving the beloved property and the ranch's magical winter wonderland attraction while reawakening the spirit of Christmas in Wyatt's lonely heart. That was a very long sentence. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, so Dory, overall, what did you think about this movie? I really liked it. And I, 
I think I'm going to talk about one scene in particular that really wrecked me mm-hmm. that I loved was when um when he puts together that dance for mm-hmm. here I got to pull up their names Wyatt um, and Heath Wyatt Wyatt okay when Heath puts together that dance for Wyatt because he never got to have the experience of like he came out in high school but late in high school or college maybe but he never got to like go to a dance with someone he was interested in romantically and so and he had never danced with another guy and so he gives him that experience by putting like you know he like lights up a barn essentially and they get their dance and i loved that scene it wrecked me like the emotion on wyatt's face was unbelievable because he had been you know he had been very hesitant to dance because I think that I can imagine like going back in his life, that period of time probably felt very loaded because he had dated um, a woman who is now a good friend of his, but he was clearly struggling with his identity and everything. So like going back to that memory must have been really, really complicated for him. And he had already shown very complicated emotions about coming home to this ranch in the first place. And that was one of my favorite scenes of any Christmas movie this year. I loved it. I thought it was beautiful. Um, They barely talked and it was still so moving. I loved that. And, um, I know that Wyatt was a jerk, like terrible. He was really nasty. <laughs> he was very bitter about being home. And I think I that bothered me less because I he was really struggling with the loss of his father and my father died too and like I understand how going home can be so loaded, especially at Christmas when the memory of your father looms very large. Like I know what that's like and it is brutal. And there are times when I would go home, especially when I was younger, like come home from college and I would be such a brat the minute I walked through the door. And it wasn't because that was like actually me. I was just upset. It's like sense memory, you know? It's like you walk in and you're just upset and sad and it can come off as angry um, and mean. And so I had a lot of empathy for him, but I totally understand. Like I saw a lot of people (laughs) online were like, he's so mean. And I was like, yeah, especially that dinner scene was really hard to watch. He was really nasty. And like not, you know, all of this isn't to excuse his behavior. It's just I kind of understand where he was at and how he was feeling. And I also think it is glossed over that he was paying for everything. And I would be a little bit angry, too, if I was funding the whole operation and it was a disaster and everyone was on my back about like he had to save it. He had to figure out how to save it. And I was just like that's a lot of pressure. Like he was, he has a full other job in a different city. And he also is paying for this ranch and had to figure out how to save it. I don't know. I had a lot of empathy for Wyatt, even though he was a huge jerk. And I really liked this movie a lot. Also best soundtrack of the season. So good. They spent a lot of money on songs. They did spend a lot of money on the songs. That's very true. Mel, what do you think overall? Um, I also, I loved this movie. I mean, it was, it was one that I started. I was just like, you know, it's late at night. I'm just going to watch the first half hour and pick it up in the morning. And then I ended up watching it all the way through because I could not stop watching it. It's, it's different in the way that it's just a lot darker. It has a lot heavier. The scenes are heavier than a lot of things that, at least Christmas movies I'm used to watching this time of year, you know, with the Hallmark. Um, and the, the, like, just to go back to that dancing scene to me was unbelievable. It was, I would absolutely agree. It's probably the, it's the best thing I've seen 
in a Christmas movie in a long time, just the emotion of it. And it's like, I've never seen anything like that. And the song they were playing, was it like a Casey Musgraves? What was it song? It was like Michelson. It was a great song. It was like a really, really emotional scene. Another scene that I thought was a real standout was the scene in the kitchen when like the whole like Lindsay, oh, like where basically is it Hector? Same Hector. Is that the other guy's name? Juan Pablo's Heath? character? Heath, Heath? right? Heath. Where he where finds out that Wyatt is gay and like the conversation they have about that, I found really interesting. And then another really standout scene to me that I don't think you would see in another, at least definitely not in a Hallmark or Lifetime movie, is when they're at the barn dance and his friend is saying, go dance with, with, oh my God, I already forgot. Heath Hector, <laughs> go dance with him. <laughs> yeah. And first of all, I just love that whole scene. I love watching people dance two-step and all that stuff. But where if she said, go dance with him. And he's like, at a straight bar, at a straight cowboy bar. I, we can't, like, we can't do that. And you know what? He's right. Like they, I wish that wasn't the case, but it's like, it's like, it was like talking about homophobia in a way that i don't know i just i really just liked it i don't know mm-hmm. i just found it interesting i found it compelling and um andy mcdowell i mean she's a treasure i love her and all of her scenes she broke my heart in every single scene mm-hmm. um, i know when she asks him why he hasn't come home and asks him if it was something she did that wrecked me oh my gosh or her saying, like, I needed you here and you were not here. Oh, yeah. And why it's unkindness. Um, mm-hmm. I just, I honestly, I mean, that's definitely changed my perspective. I just kind of thought that's just the, the kind of person he was deep down. You know, like, he has to try harder to be kind. <laughs> it doesn't come natural for him. See, that's what I thought at first, too. But I yeah. think they did a pretty good job of, like, including scenes where you get to see him like you when you get to see him at his best like when he anytime he is with his friends it's like he clearly adores them and they adore him like this is a guy they have not seen in years who has not come home and they are just just as happy just as excited as ever to be in his presence. And even when he was talking to Mel, now you got me calling him Hector. Even when he was, <laughs> even when he was talking to Heath in the kitchen yeah, and he was like helping him with his burn and stuff like that felt very human and real yeah. to me. And I think that like those moments spoke to me to kind of show like, okay, wait, like there is a person here. He's just, it's, it was just the scene when he like arrived at home, stepped in mm-hmm. horse poop and was immediately complaining. Yeah, I was like, oh my goodness, that is me every time I go home at the holidays and I'm instantly like grumpy, like nothing has even happened. And I'm yeah. like, oh, this sucks. Get me out of here. And it's and it's all because it's just really hard and it takes mm-hmm. a minute to come down from all of that and to start like appreciating being home and yeah. being with and family and stuff. Do you That's sit true. Good. I I told Dory last time we were recording together about the time when <laughs> my my family used to live in California and I have a brother that's sixteen years younger than me and I have a sister that's eighteen years younger than me. And so when I would come home, I would feel a lot of pressure to like be kind of mini mom, I guess, for lack of a better phrase. And so it was kind of, I, in a way I kind of resented it. Like, why can't I have a relaxing holiday? Like everybody else, I have to come and do all this work and take care of everybody. And, and so I had, I didn't have the best attitude. Anyway, my little brother, (laughs) this was years, he's 20, 21, 22. Anyway, he's old now. And and years and years ago, I he looks at me and he says, Rachel, I like you a lot better in Utah than in California. Oh, no. <laughs> Little kid. Brutal. I'm like, it's true. I knew it was true. I knew it. You I were like, direct hit, direct yeah. hit. 
<laughs> but you know what? We uh, cared enough to tell you the truth. <laughs> no, it's that's very, very, very true. And <laughs> I guess one thing I'd like to say, and you've all made you've made very excellent points. I I do want to say that sometimes people can feel a bit defensive about movies featuring diversity if somebody has a critique about the movie. And mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm in full support of the diversity, but it doesn't do any good for me to say I like something that I don't like just because it's diverse. And uh, we can applaud that while still saying this one wasn't for me. And uh, and I guess that's kind of where I'm at on this. I didn't hate it. It's not awful. Uh, I do think that the uh, the dance is the best scene. The the dancing scene. Uh, is the best scene of the movie. I really liked when he says your heart's beating really fast. And he says, that's on you. That was really cute. And I, but I, I struggled with their chemistry because I felt like, I felt like everybody was kind of unlikable, not just him. I felt like he was kind of rude to his mom and, you know, telling her how she should live her life and what she she should do with her romance, you know, with her romance with that guy um, how he she should behave. Uh, I thought that it wasn't just with the with him and with Wyatt and Heath, but I felt like that dancing scene, as much as I liked it, I felt like it kind of came out of nowhere, and they hadn't had enough of a connection to like justify doing such a big gesture to me at that point. Um, and I. Uh, I just, I don't know. I just didn't like any of the people and I, you, you all make excellent points about their character motivations, but I don't know. I just, at a certain point, you kind of have to like the people in a romantic comedy to be invested. Um, There was one little detail that I have, I I don't think I've hardly ever seen in, in a movie set in the wet, in Western in country whatever is they go out riding and he's he's like i can't go out dancing i'm super sore from riding and i'm like no that never happens because you get so sore wait if you haven't been riding on a regular basis and you go riding your legs hurt right. <laughs> i thought oh that was a nice little detail that they threw in that i appreciated um I don't know. That was just my problem. I just couldn't get invested in the characters. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't my favorite. That's interesting. I mean, for me, the dancing scene, it's just that Heath like wears his heart on his sleeve. Mm-hmm. So like to me, that's kind of like, he was like, I want to do this thing for this man that I kind of like. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, so I just, by the end of that, I was like, Heath must be protected at all costs. <laughs> he must, because yeah. he is a treasure. He is a kind soul. Um, mm-hmm. and why it better treat him right i'm not i wasn't 100 percent convinced at the end i was like i don't know if why it's i mean i'm glad that i just don't know if they're gonna live happily ever after i hope they do <laughs> like, i hope why it has changed but mm-hmm. it was a very quick reversal <laughs> we did get a nice underwear scene in the movie oh my gosh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that was that a was great angle merry angles. christmas for us <laughs> That was a, an excellent scene. One of the best we've seen. Uh, so I would give this movie, um, I mean, I'd still give it, I think, three stars out of five. Because um, I, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't hate it. But that's just where I, that's where I feel like it belongs for me as a three. Uh, what about you, Dory? I really liked it. I mean, I think I would give it um for four and a half i'd give it four and a half i really really liked it and i could tell while i was watching it i was like oh i'm definitely gonna watch this again Mm -hmm. uh what about you mel uh i would also go four and a half i mean i would like lean towards five but i'm gonna go four and a half and i know can we can i can i just mention a hallmark of it all i'm sure you guys are gonna be like well you know of course um i didn't realize until today when i was looking at the imdb that peter page the star of this movie was in yes. a, gift to Re- a gift to remember peter Forte. <laughs> yes. peter Forte. oh sorry peter yeah. um a gift to remember i was like oh that's what i know him from hallmark he's so handsome 
He's yeah. great. I mean, and I Very do wonder if with his character, like part of me just like knows how charming he is. So when I was watching, it was like, you know, I kind of had a disposition to love him. Um because he's great. Like he is just so cute and sweet and dreamy. Ugh. And I mean the gift mm-hmm. for movies come on. He's just so good. Yeah. He is very, very, very handsome. There's no doubt about it. All right. Let's talk about Lone Star Christmas. This is on Lifetime. And this is Stephanie Bennett and Marco Grazzini. And it is when widowed mother Aaron, I'm sorry, when when widowed mother takes her kids to spend Christmas with her estranged dad on his Texas ranch, she unexpectedly falls in love with a local Mexican restaurant owner while learning to forgive her father for the past. So I'll start on this one. Um, so this one, uh, it was okay. I did like some of the themes of forgiveness but i found her also very unlikable and and i struggled with her and particularly the way that she would just like leave everybody and would just kind of leave her kids with like she's so mad at her dad but he's the one watching her kids at like all times so she can go hang out with this dude i thought that he was super charming Marco Cazzini. It was very hunky to me. Uh, it had some fun moments. This was this in a in a season of tamales. We have gotten how many tamales so scenes many tamales. have we gotten this year? Luminaries yeah. or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is probably the most this was tamale overload. This is just like I need to go out and buy some right now. Yeah. They had so many scenes with tamales. And uh yeah and so i i liked when they said that forgiveness is an amnesia that was my favorite moment of the of the movie because i think that we sometimes feel this pressure of like i've got to forgive and forget i've got to you know let this go but but we're human beings we don't for we don't forget but we just have to remember it in a different way without all the pain and the hurt and uh, and so that we can live our lives and i i thought that was a nice moment when i think it was her mom who said forgiveness is an amnesia and uh so i liked that this movie had uh laura's solstice in it who's been in three movies i mean three mm-hmm. lifetime slash hallmark movies this season oh wow uh, really? yeah she was in five star christmas as the the woman they thought was the uh uh, the Reviewer. critic, yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then she was also in the Christmas Waltz yep. uh, with her mom, as Lacey's mom. So she's just been all over the place. Good, Good for, for her. her, yeah. yeah. <laughs> her mom here. She's her mom yeah. here. So overall, it's fine. Uh, like I thought, the reindeer hunting was really cute. I liked the kids; they were pretty cute to me. Um, those, those, that scene with the presents was ridiculous. Those are the most ridiculous looking presents I've oh, ever empty seen. Boxes, yeah. <laughs> Could they have like Give tried and had, like, maybe some fabric, you know, kind of spewing from one of them, or like you could see maybe a doll box or something something. It looked so stupid. They're like, why didn't uh, you just have them in the trunk or the front seat? Like, yeah. Um, <laughs> like, she, not, she had a big car. Yeah. But, uh, but Dory, what do you think of it? Well, my favorite part of this movie was the constant commercials for the salt and pepper movie, which is coming out in January. I was going to mention it. I was so excited every time. And the Wendy Williams one. Yes. Uh That was my favorite part of this movie. I couldn't stand this. Like I could not stand this. This woman like you said, would just leave at all hours to go fill salt shakers with a man she just met. Are you serious with her two children? Yeah. And I just, I could not handle her at all. How many, I also just felt like this, was this movie an acquisition? Oh, definitely. I think all, pretty much all the movies they had on Mondays are all acquisitions. Oh my gosh. They they didn't have any 
originals on Mondays. And, and also like, it's super hypocritical of her to be so bitter about her father overworking. And then she's leaving her kids all the time. And <laughs> man she just uh, met on the, in the middle of the road. Yeah. And also she's, she gets really huffy at her dad for not giving her advice on how to do school and manage school and work. But why on earth would she want his advice? She's right. super bitter about the fact that he was terrible at managing his time. She hates so why- everything he did in her childhood. Why is she <laughs> asking him for advice? <laughs> yeah. It would be the last person that you'd want. You'd want advice. Okay. Well, I won't do that. Thank you for your advice because you did a horrible job <laughs> according to her. So yeah, that all definitely didn't work. I mean, I, this felt really long to me and dragged on and on and on. If I saw one more aerial or establishing shot of this house, I was going to lose my mind. How many times did we see a beauty shot of the outside of that house? Completely unnecessary. It was yeah. all unnecessary. I was like, what are, why are we establishing that they're at this ranch? She's the only one who's left the entire movie. Everyone else is at home. Yeah, they're really excited about that location, I guess. They got the drone shottage and they're like, ah! Every five minutes. It was too much. And then, why did this woman go to a closed restaurant for a cup of coffee at, like, midnight? What are you talking about? Like, that blew my mind. If you're going to have a cup of coffee at midnight, why don't you just make it in your kitchen? Instead of going to a closed restaurant, the closed restaurant of a man you just met on the street. It, I could not handle this. I thought their chemistry was not great, but I also feel like we didn't see them together that much. Like this was really about her fighting her demons with her dad and her like sulking in his presence every time she saw him and her stepmother appearing out of nowhere all the time to like offer some gentle advice i was like what is this madness oh i could not stand this my favorite line was let me pull it up she goes to the restaurant for the 20th time in four days and she says i don't want to be a distraction from your work girl what you have been a distraction since day one she's literally going back into the kitchen during business hours to talk to this man it this, yeah. i could not stand this oh my god terrible 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 what did mel what did you think well let's shake things up a little bit i i really liked this movie yeah, all right <laughs> i love it what exactly was, what about this did so, you like? the thing is i it just took me by surprise i this was not this movie was not on my radar at all and uh-huh. i started watching it and i was like why am i liking this so much and what i mean what is it let's see um i think a lot of it has to do with mateo um i found him he was very charming very yeah. charming he was, very he handsome enough she was sulking around her ranch every I, second i would you know, I mean to answer your question i would absolutely go to a closed mexican restaurant at midnight to drink coffee and full salt shakers if mateo was there i would absolutely and would you I absolutely I've I've done more for less for sure like you would knock on the door of a closed restaurant she didn't she walked in the door was unlocked you would walk in even worse you would walk into a closed restaurant and have the people that work there make you a cup of coffee but I feel like at that point she was kind of maybe I'm getting maybe I'm remembering it wrong but she was already pretty friendly with them at this point, right? Well, and I don't think it was closed. They had just sold out of everything. Because she walks in. I thought it was a little weird. I'm like, well, why aren't you leaving? Like, she when walks, nothing is there. She walks in, and the sign on the door, when she closes the door and she's inside, uh-huh. and our perspective is inside, the sign, says, the sign that we see says open. So I'm assuming that the other side that faces the outdoors yeah. says closed. Again, I, I would do it for Mateo. Absolutely. Also, they, had met, they had met once. They had met once. He had come inside. Yeah. This is true. Like, it, he knew her family. So he wasn't like a perfect stranger. 
mm-hmm. they had chatted. I'm he just definitely saying, was I like hitting on her too. Like he mm-hmm. was. And then he brought over the pozole. Man could get major points bringing me pozole and tamales. Mm. And I mean, your point about her leaving the house all the time, I totally get that. But she's also like a single mom. So it's like Uh she's finally at this place where her kids are getting like 24 hour attention from these two very willing adults who seemingly are very good. No, she hates she doesn't hate the stepmom. And she has issues with her dad, which did to me get really whiny, especially towards the end, because they never really fully established what it is that her dad did besides wasn't around enough but at the end why i felt kind of redeemed that is when she says to mateo i think i hope his name is mateo the way i've been saying it Um, she says i know that he's i see how he's this excellent grandparent to my kids and i don't know why i can't just be happy for him and instead i'm jealous and basically she's like ashamed of the way she feels jealous Mm-hmm. of this which i'm like you know what that is a layered for because you know you can't always control mm-hmm. as as we saw with wyatt you know you can always even though you know what the right way to be is you're not always going to be that way and so i mean to me i mean yes she was totally by the end i'm like you need to get over it like just move on like clearly your dad is trying but like well, that's that- why i liked the forgiveness is an amnesia moment because that there's a lot of times when you kind of feel that pressure of like i've got to forgive i've got to you know move on with my life and and it can be really hard but if you, it once i as a human being once i sort of accepted that it was just going to be a process and something I was always kind of working at. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it, it's not amnesia. It doesn't go away. The, the, the pain is still there. You just have to try to work at it in a new way. Yeah. And, uh, and so I, I think that that's kind of what she ended up learning through the course of the story. Yeah. Which is, I thought was an interesting layer. And I mean, to me, her, her worst moment was where she like stormed out of that bedroom after he was like, how come you won't like, do you not want to heal? Like basically. And she storms out and she's like, kids forget Christmas. We're getting in the car right now. And like, I was like, wow, that is horrible. You are a horrible yeah. te- being a, like a petulant teenager right now, but at least she like dialed back. She dialed back from that. At least she did not deprive her children of Christmas. I also really liked the kids and the, the two child actors in this movie. I thought were really good. I liked their little, yeah. Uh, interactions with each other and i liked like the reindeer hunt i thought was yeah that was really cute um the ghost bonfire and the s'mores the baby goats yeah that was cute with the goats i don't know i Mm -hmm. so i mean now you have me second guesses like did i like this movie but i know i when i was watching it i was like i like this movie and i want to see mateo and everything like bring him back i am shocked that you both liked this movie i'm sorry i was bored (laughs) to tears she also when you mentioned her epiphany that she had i think that's great and i really cannot believe she pulled her father aside in the middle of church i know that was weird all those conversations like she it just she seemed like such a brat to me it's like i have had this i have come to this realization that has changed my life. And I need to tell you now at this inconvenient moment, because it is all about me always. Yeah. But oh, how about them God. making out at the church? That is crazy. That was wild. I was like, like, this isn't even, you haven't um, even gotten married. Like this isn't even kiss the bride. This is just like hanging out. Just kissing. making out yeah. before she can yeah. get out. I, I thought the preacher oh. was going to be like, um, would you like to join us? And then, <laughs> yeah. And I thought, oh. They could have just left it at her putting her arm, like putting her hand on her dad's shoulder. I think that would have been enough. Mm-hmm. But yeah, to pull him aside. Yeah. Like, I forgive you, I by the way. Like, I mean, she literally said in the middle of a Christmas patch, and she's like, yeah. can I talk to you for a minute? I was like, this girl has no sense of like anyone else's anyone else. Yeah. Like she, the same thing she she went to Mateo's restaurant to have this, you know, she was feeling distraught over her argument with her father and she pulls like, he's in the middle of his busiest season Mm -hmm. at his very busy restaurant. And she just comes 
walking in for the millionth time to talk about herself. And then he can barely get any words out before she's like, oh, okay. You don't want to get married. You don't want to have kids. I'm out of here. Could not handle her at all. But what about when they were rubbing the cookies on their cheeks? Oh to, my God. For the, that was so cute. Rachel. Oh, see, I was horrified. I was like, they're poor. <laughs> they're poor. <laughs> Rachel, no. You didn't like that? I thought it was cute. No. <laughs> Rachel, no. I, I liked it. I thought it was cute. And I thought they had some cute moments. Like I said, doing the s'mores. And they're dancing by the bonfire. And uh, and so, yeah, I mean, it, it's a mixed bag. I, I give it 3.25 stars out of five. So it's right in between the other two for me. Uh, what about you, Mel? I'd give it a four. Ha! All right. Yeah, be strong. All right. And Dory, what would you give it? I don't know. One and a half? All right. Very good. That's the kind of conversation we like having. It's oh, yeah. so funny, too, because so many people, including that awful Los, Los Angeles Times piece that ran today, they're like, oh, all the movies are the same. Oh, gee. <laughs> it's the, la- it's the laziest take. The laziest take. Yeah. It's like someone who's not even trying. I don't know. Yeah. Like somebody could watch all of the, say, Fast and Furious movies and be like, they're all the same. No, they're not. They're no, not all the same. They're not. They're all you know? amazing in different ways. Yes, they all have cars and they're fast cars, but that's such a lazy argument. And I mean, all are all the Star Wars movies the same because they're all in space? Of course not. That's ridiculous. And uh, so, yeah, I uh, <laughs> I have words about that article. Um, but anyway, there we go. That's our thoughts on these three movies. That was a really fun, I think, discussion. 